hour online and praying, uh, God is moving. And if we will just open our hearts to Him, He is going to do amazing things among us. All right, let's get into the Word tonight. Take your Bibles. Turn with me back to Matthew chapter 13. It's where we left off last week as we were walking through the parables of Matthew chapter 13. And these are parables of the kingdom. And what we are talking about is the concept that there is a kingdom within. We are, we are looking at the concept of the kingdom within. And, and we went through a, a few of the parables last week, and we are going to finish this up this week and, and just talk about these kingdom parables of Matthew chapter number 13 and see what the Lord wants to reveal to us tonight. If you'll remember, if you were watching last week because we were online last week, uh, but if you were watching, you, you will remember that a parable, the Lord begins to talk to them now in Matthew's gospel in these parables and begins to take known truths and relate them into areas that they maybe don't fully understand. And so that the parable idea is he is going to take things that they understand and he is going to relate them into uh, their understanding into things that they don't fully comprehend, but it can be revealed to them. And so he's doing this with the kingdom. And, and so last week we went through a few of the parables. We, we went through the parable of the wheat and the tares. And we talked a little bit about that, that there are necessary struggles in this kingdom because there is an enemy. So this kingdom within, the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of the Lord that we are now a part of, even though we are still living in this world, there are necessary struggles that come in that. That parable talked about that, that both would grow up together. A sower had sowed the wheat and then the enemy went in and sowed the weeds, the tares. And they said, do you want us to pull up the tares? And he said, no, unless you damage the wheat with them. So let them both grow together and at the right time you will be able to separate them. So there are necessary struggles with this kingdom within but even though there are struggles, there, there is a purpose for this kingdom. And, and I, I mentioned this statement to you. Oftentimes your greatest challenges clarify your purpose. And we talked about a few instances in the Word where, where people's challenges clarified their purpose. So just because there's a struggle with you doesn't mean God's not working. In fact, the struggle you are facing will help clarify your purpose of what God is going to do in your life. And then the second parable we talked about last week was the parable of the mustard seed. Talked about it being a small seed, but yet it grows up into this tree and, and, and houses is a, becomes a place of, of abiding for the birds of the air. And it talked about this, this mustard seed uh, uh, and related it to the kingdom. And I talked to you about the fact that that teaches us that there is a remaining quality in this kingdom. Uh, the kingdom is going to remain in this world. And even though it seems small. And even though it seems like everything is against it. That this kingdom that's within you and I is made to remain in this world and to provide 
answers in this world, to provide a safe haven for this world. So just like that mustard seed starts small, grows into this large tree that then the birds can come and nest in and they can provide for people that the same way the kingdom that is within us, it may seem insignificant in this world, but it is the very thing that this world needs. And there is a remaining quality in this kingdom. It will not be shut out or overcome. And then in Matthew chapter 13, uh, in around verse 33, we talked about the last parable I talked about last week when it said the kingdom of heaven is like leaven. And, <coughs> excuse me, which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal till it was all leavened. And a little leaven will leaven the whole bunch. That's what the word talks about. So a, a, a lev, the leaven is going to penetrate throughout and make a difference everywhere. And I talked to you about the concept that there is fulfillment in this kingdom. And so this kingdom that is within us should permeate every aspect of our life and bring about change. This is the kingdom that is within us. So when you are a believer in Christ, when you have accepted Christ as your Savior, there is a kingdom now that is within you. You are still living in this world. How many of you are still living in this world? If your hand's not raised, you're either sleeping right now or you missed what I said. You're still living in this world. Even though you're a believer, you're still living in this world. If you're here tonight or you're watching me online, you're living in this world. You're still here. But we are in this world, but we are not of this world because we are of a heavenly realm. Because now the Lord is our Lord. God is our Father. The kingdom of heaven is our eternal destination. And right now there is a kingdom that is alive within us. We are in the world, but we are not of the world. Okay, so we're going to look at that and we're going to find a little bit more about what this kingdom. So I, I wanted to get this into your mind again tonight and help you to realize that, that there are two things going on in your life at one time as a believer. There is the world we live in and there is the kingdom within us. And the kingdom within us should be where our perspective resides, where our belief comes from, where our speech comes from, where our heart is, where your where your heart is that's where your treasures will be and so the kingdom of heaven that is alive within us when when we are born again when we are brought into Christ we are placed into this heavenly kingdom we are seated with him in heavenly places amen how many know that doesn't mean someday we will right now we are even though we're living, there's two things going on. There's the world we walk in, but there is the kingdom within us that we are a part of. And this world we walk in is going to fade away. This world we walk in, we, we will eat, one of two things will either happen. We will die and our flesh uh, will return to the dust or we will be alive when the rapture takes place and we will be caught up. But we will not live in this flesh suit on this world forever. But the kingdom that is within us is an eternal kingdom. Okay, so we're going to talk about some concepts that, that we need to grab hold of uh, out of that. Take, turn with me over. I'm going to give you just a couple of scriptures. And we're going to talk about these for just a moment before we get into the, into the, the parables tonight. John chapter 17 and verse number 16. 
if, if you want to go there. John 17, verse 16. This is where Jesus is praying for his disciples. And he's praying for all that will follow him. That's even for you and me. Verse 16 of John 17. He says, they are not of the world just as I am not of the world. We are in the world but not of the world. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. John 17, now verse 18. As you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself that they also may be sanctified by the truth. I do not pray, verse 20, for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. Let me go one more verse. Verse 21, that they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. Did you hear that? Jesus just prayed for you. And he, he's, he's relating you to the same situation he walked in on this earth and the same situation his disciples walked in on this earth. And that is, he said, so I pray for them and then I pray for all that will believe because of them. How many know we are believers tonight because of the gospel they went out and began to spread? Because of what Jesus did. So he's praying for us. And here's what the prayer is. They are not of the world. They are sent into the world. So this kingdom is in us. And you and I are sent into this world to make a difference. So let's, let's understand that. And, and never forget that. We can get so off course so easily if, if we are not very careful because we, we get this mindset that this world is what's most important. Do you understand? This world is not what matters the most. This world that we live in right now is temporary. I mean, some people, their whole life is bound up in what happens in this election coming up. But for believers, this is all just temporary. Don't get caught up. into Some people, their, their whole life is bound up in what job they have. Or the status that they live with. Or what somebody else thinks about them. Their whole world revolves around stuff of this world. But this world is temporary. We are sent into this temporary world, but we walk in an eternal kingdom. Amen. And God is in control of our life if we allow Him. If we, if we are in Christ, we are new creatures. So now we walk in this world. I still walk in my same flesh body. I still battle some flesh issues, but I'm walking with a kingdom within me now that Christ is the king of, that he has empowered me, and he sends me into this world for whatever time I'm left on this earth. I am here for a purpose, and so are you. For whatever amount of time that is. See, we get, we get so caught up, but this is all temporary. All of it. Your money, I don't care how much money you have, it's all temporary. You're not taking it with you to eternity. All the stuff you accumulate, it's all temporary. Amen? We're, we're about to have a yard sale out here. And people have been donating stuff. Some of the stuff that people have donated, when it was first purchased, people didn't see it as temporary. It was very important to them. But then it's come to a place now to where you're just giving it away to somebody else and hope they can get something out of it. 
This world is temporary. It's not about all the stuff. It's about the kingdom that is within us. Amen. That's why we're put here. That's why we're alive. That's why we live in this moment that we live in. Don't wish away your moments. Understand you are strategically placed in this world right now because of the gift that is in you in this kingdom of heaven that is alive in you because God has a plan and a purpose for you as long as you are on this earth. So don't get sidetracked. And don't get caught up into all of the stuff that is temporary. 1 John chapter 2 and verses 15 through 17 tells us this. It says, do not love the world. A- Amen. If we had the screen up, I would highlight that for you. Do not love the world I, or the things in the world. I almost wish, I, I almost wish we could just stop there. Because that's a message. Do not love the world or the things that are in this world. Now, it doesn't mean that don't, don't love people. doesn't mean to, it, but it says, do not love the things of this world. Our love is reserved. We love out of this kingdom that is within us. Amen. Are you all with me? So don't get so sidetracked by the things of this world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. If you are more concerned and interested and passionate about this world, then the love of the Father is, is limited out and taken out of your life. You, you can't love Him and love this world. Because what will happen if you love this world the way you should love the Father, then, then all the things of this world will matter to you more than the things of the kingdom of God. Amen. Would you agree with me that there's a dilemma today in the church world where many, many people, it seems like in the church world, are more concerned and have more affection towards the things of this world than they do towards the kingdom of God? Amen. Verse 16 then says in 1 John chapter 2, For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, is not of the Father, but it is of the world. And the world is passing away. And the lust of it, it's all temporary. But he who does the will of God abides forever. Amen. The kingdom within is eternal. The world without is temporary. So Jesus is going to teach them on this principle even more because each of these parables, he's teaching them about the kingdom of heaven. And so we're going back to Matthew 13. Each of these principles, each of these parables, he's teaching them about the kingdom of heaven. He's trying to drive this into their heart. This is what really matters. Okay, so let's let's get into this and, and let's go a little bit farther in Matthew chapter 13. Matthew 13 and verse uh, 36. Matthew 13, verse 36. Then Jesus sent the multitude away and went into the house. And his disciples came to him. So now there's a switch. He's teaching everyone, but now the multitude is sent away. Okay. 
He goes into a house and his disciples came and said, explain to us the parable of the tares of the field. And so Jesus begins to explain to them the parable. Now, we're, not, we're going to move beyond that parable. I, I read that to you. We're going to jump down to verse number 44. But I read that to you because I want you to understand. Now, Jesus is about to switch here. The multitudes are now gone. And now he's going to begin to drive this home to his believers about the kingdom that's in you. So he talked about before in the parables the potential of that kingdom. And now he's going to be in, begin talking to them about the production of this kingdom. Because now he's talking to believers. So I, I want to drive this home to you tonight. So let's go to verse 44, Matthew 13. And let's get into these three remaining parables. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. Which a man found and hid. And for joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Okay, let's back up. Let me let me back up because I want to before I go into that, I want to go into that previous parable. I wasn't going to do that, but I do want to. Let's back up to verse 37. Because I don't want to get ahead of myself. We need to catch this back up. They came to him and they said, explain to us the parable of the tares of the field. And he answered and he said to them, he who sows the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world. The good seeds are the sons of the kingdom, but the tares are the sons of the wicked ones. So remember the parable of the wheat and the tares. So the, the seeds that were sown, the good seed are sons of the kingdom, but the tares are sons of the wicked one. The enemy who sowed them is the devil. That's sowed the wicked ones. The harvest is the end of the age, and the reapers are the angels. Therefore, as the tares are gathered and burned into the fire, so it will be at the end of this age. The Son of Man will send out His angels. They will gather out of His kingdom all things that offend and those who practice lawlessness. Will cast them into the furnace of fire. There will be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their Father. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. So He explains that parable to them. He, he's saying the righteous ones are the good seed that is planted. And the wicked ones are the tares. They are the weeds that are planted in. And, and why I wanted to pick this up because it's important that we not miss this. He teaches them a principle about the kingdom. That the kingdom produces when the right things are deposited into the field. The kingdom produces when you are sowing the right things. Amen. I, I, I just almost skipped past that to move on to the other, but I just, I just felt the Lord impress me to go back to that. The kingdom of heaven, this kingdom that is in us, it's like the wheat and the tares, and, and, and so the, the good is put in there. The kingdom of heaven produces properly when the right things are sown into this kingdom. Amen. This is what I want to say to you. We must cultivate the right kingdom. We must 
keep depositing into the right kingdom. We must be putting the right things into the kingdom that is within us. And let me, let me just back up. Let me, I just, the Lord keeps pushing me farther backwards in this. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to follow him. Back into verse 24. The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while men slept. So the kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. So the kingdom of heaven, we, we, that's within us, is taken. And, and remember, he explains it. And he said, good seed, that's the righteous ones. That's, that's those of us who have accepted Christ. And they are sown into this field. The, the Lord has sown us into this field so that we will produce. And the enemy came and sowed tares among this field. So the weeds also were put in. And so I, I wanted to catch this up with you because it is important for us to understand. For this kingdom to be effective that is within us, it has to be sown properly. It, the, the concept of sowing and reaping comes alive in this moment. How many of you understand the concept of sowing and reaping is a biblical concept from the beginning? You reap what you sow, right? He, he said, as long as there is an earth, there is seed time and there is harvest. There is time you sow and there is time you reap. Amen. And so, so I don't want to bypass this because I just feel the Lord impressing me to say this so somebody needs to hear this what are you sowing what what are what are you if if god has put this kingdom within us and he has placed us into this world and he has placed us into this field to labor and and there's conflict all around us what what are what are we cultivating what are we what are we giving into what are we sowing into and here's, here's the way the Lord was showing this to me. And I'm, I'm glad I didn't skip by this because, because we, we need to, to get this. When the right thing is sown, the right harvest will be reaped. When the mustard seed is sown, the tree will be the product of it. Okay? When, when, when things are put in the right place, the right way that it's always going to produce. The kingdom of heaven operates this way. So when we sow properly, we reap the benefit. Amen. So we, we sow the partial so we can reap the completion. Amen. I mean, no, when you put a seed in the ground, it's just the partial. It's, it, it, it holds within it everything for it to produce, but everything has not produced yet. It has to be cultivated. So the kingdom of heaven that is within us is that way within us. God, through Christ, has placed this seed within us. It's now, we are now the, in the kingdom of heaven. But we have to continue to cultivate that life. Nurture it. Walk in the word. We have to continue to lay ourselves before the Lord. To come into his presence. So that this harvest will be produced. That the kingdom desires to produce out of us. So we sow the partial that we might reap the completion. Amen. And, and, and I wanted to get back to this because I, 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 I think it's important. Because sometimes we feel like that what we are sowing isn't real effect, effective. 
Sometimes we feel like, well, this really didn't do anything. I'm trying to do the right thing. I'm trying to, to read. I'm trying to pray. I'm trying to have faith. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do it. But it just seems like everything keeps piling up on me. But you got to keep in your mind that this is the kingdom of heaven we're talking about. And so even though what you are sowing in and what you are placing into this kingdom seems like it's not fruitful yet seems like it's not producing yet you just got to keep sowing and keep cultivating and you give the partial and God will bring it to completion amen so you give what is not yet finished you place into God's hands by faith what is not yet finished and God will bring out the completion out of your life that's what the kingdom does when you sow in the right way it will always produce God's way amen if you sow into the world, then, then the world will produce what it desires from you. Amen. Let, let's look at this. And even if we don't get into the other parables, that's okay. We'll get there next week. But think with me for a moment. The kingdom is set up this way. There's two kingdoms set up. There, there's, there is the right way to sow, the wrong way to sow. There is a field that it is planted in, and whatever is sown is going to produce. So in in this parable that we're talking about, the good man plants the good seed to produce the wheat. The enemy sows the tares, the weeds. And what's it going to produce? The weeds. It's what it's made to produce. And they're going to both grow up together. And so, so the concept that I'm trying to get to you tonight is this. Whatever you invest in, whatever you sow into, that's the producing, the production that you can expect. So if you are investing and depositing and, and sowing into God's plan, God's purpose, then that's what's going to produce. Even though you're just sowing in what is the partial, it's not completed. You're just doing what you have, giving what you have, being who you can be, trusting God for the results. If you do it God's way, God will produce the results. If you sow into the world, if you sow into your flesh, if you sow into carnality, guess what? You're going to produce that. It's the kingdom. That's the kingdom at work within our, within our lives. When you sow what seems to be weak, God will cause it to grow into a strength. When it's sown, the seed is weak. But when it produces, strength comes out of it. Amen. We sow what seems to be often not enough. But when we sow into God's kingdom... We reap more than enough. Amen. I just, I just had to stop here and talk to you about the concept of sowing and reaping. And it's important that you, you hear that. What are you sowing into? What are you investing in? Are you investing into the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven that is within, that, 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 it, it, that God wants to produce some things out of your life? Are you, are you giving yourself to that? Are you sowing into that? Or are you constantly giving more into the world? And I'm not talking about your finances. I'm talking about your life. Are you sowing your time into the things of God or the things of the world? Because whichever you're sowing into, that's the harvest that's going to reap out of it. 
Amen. That's the concept of sowing and reaping that you need to get a hold of. You, you, you sow into God's kingdom, you produce God's way. You sow into the world, you're going to produce the weeds that are going to be judged. Okay, let's, let's move forward. Let's, let's get on in, and I'll hit these a uh, couple more parables for you. Verse 45 and verse 44. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and hid, and for joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls who when he had found one pearl of great price, went and sold it, all that he had, and bought it. These two parables, the, the kingdom, the, the parable of the treasure hidden in the field, and the parable of the pearl of great price, teach us this. There is great value in this kingdom. There is great value in this kingdom that is within us. Hmm. It's like a treasure and it's like a pearl. Do you know the, the Bible talks about we have, this, we have this heavenly treasure in earthly vessels. Amen. We carry this treasure, the kingdom of heaven. It's like a treasure that when a man finds it, he goes and he buys the field. He hides it there in that field. Goes and buys, sells everything he has so that he can have that field. It's like a pearl of great price that a man would be willing to give everything in order to have that. There is value in this kingdom. Jesus is trying to tell them, value the kingdom of heaven within you. Prioritize it. Make it the priority. Hmm. It's a kingdom that is hidden, but ever present. Amen. It's a kingdom that is worth everything. It is a kingdom that must be protected. And it is a kingdom that must be possessed. Kingdom of heaven. This kingdom within. This that Christ has come to bring alive within us. The kingdom. There's value. This, the, the kingdom within is more valuable than anything this world can offer you. Amen. Do you know people will throw away their families because they value the finances of this world more than the family They've been given. They're, they're more driven to make money than they are to be a good whatever in their family. Mom, dad, husband, wife, whatever they are. They're, they're more driven. They value the world more than what is really important. We've got a real problem in our world today. We value the wrong things. Amen? Look at, look at, you know, we look at the, what we pay are TV stars, movie stars, and sports figures. And then look at what we pay our teachers and our police officers. Our, our military. I think we value the wrong things. Amen. I, I saw someone the other day that put something on, and it's very true. It said, we've learned one thing through the pandemic. We can all survive and get along just fine without all of our actors and all of our sports figures and all of that. But we can't make it without the things that really matter. Amen. See, we value the wrong things. 
And we do that as Christians when we value the things of the world rather than valuing the kingdom within. Here, here's the concept that I need to get to you tonight about this kingdom. Protect the kingdom within you with everything you have. Guard it. My, my family matters. When my kids were at home, and now my wife and I at our house, because I value my wife above all else, and I valued my kids when they were at home, I would protect my family at all costs. At my own expense, I'm going to protect them. Whatever it's going to take, I'm going to make sure that harm doesn't come to them as much as I possibly can. As Christians, somehow we seem to lose this concept. We seem to so devalue the kingdom that is within us that we don't protect it. We grow slothful. We, just, we, we subject our life to all sorts of things of this world. We, we try to walk as close to failure as possible, thinking somehow that's giving us a little more enjoyment in this life. And the only reason you would do that is because you are not valuing the kingdom that is within you. If you value this kingdom, if you value the life that Christ has given to you, if you value the kingdom of God, then you, that will become your priority and your focus. It won't be so hard to pray if you value the kingdom within you. It won't be so hard to read your word consistently if you value the kingdom within you. It won't be so hard to love others, even those that, that may seem uh, to be unlovable, if you value the kingdom that is within you. Amen. There's value in this kingdom. It's worth everything. Give your all. Don't, don't, don't be half-hearted in the kingdom. Jesus would say, I'd rather you be hot or cold. But if you're lukewarm, I'll spew you out of my mouth. Quit, quit, quit devaluing this kingdom within us. And let's give everything for it. Walk in it. And live in it. And then the last one. Again, the kingdom of heaven, in verse 47, is like a dragnet. That was cast into the sea and gathered some of every kind. Which when it was full they drew to shore. They sat down and gathered the good into vessels but threw the bad away. So it will be at the end of the age. The angels will come forth, separate the wicked from among the just. Cast them into the furnace of fire. There will be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Have you understood these things? And they said, yes, Lord. Then he said to them, therefore, every scribe instructed concerning the kingdom of heaven is like a householder who brings out of his treasure things new and old. Parable of the dragnet. The last one I'll talk to you about in this kingdom of heaven, this kingdom within, is this kingdom that is within us produces the nourishing and not just the natural. And it separates the good from the bad. And let's, let's talk for a minute about that and we'll close. This net, this, this, this dragnet, when you throw it in, you, just, you, you catch whatever you pull in. And then you separate it. Now, I'm, I'm going through this for a purpose. Because I'm heading towards a message that God has placed into my heart of an assignment that he's going to reveal to us. But we've got to get this principle in our mind. This understanding of the kingdom before we can do that. God is calling me to share something with you. And I'm, I'm setting this up so we can get to that point coming within the next couple of weeks. The kingdom of heaven 
produces things that will nourish us. So this dragnet produced the fish. They pulled them in, the things that would nourish them. And the kingdom of God discerns between what is good and what is unnecessary. Amen. This kingdom we're in and the spirit that leads us into this kingdom will help us discern what is needed and what is unnecessary. It will discern between the clean and the unclean. It will divide between what is provision and what is distraction. Amen. So the kingdom of heaven, when we are living in this kingdom, when we have valued it, when we are walking in it, when we are investing the right things in it, then it's beginning to produce. And it's just going to gather up everything and then it's going to separate out. Because we're of this world, we're in this world. It's going to separate out and say, nope, you don't need that. But this is going to nourish you. Nope, that's unnecessary. But this you have to have. And, and so when we live full in this world, we live like a dragnet that just lives to the fullest in this world. And then we allow the kingdom within us, the word of God, the presence of God, the spirit of God to then begin to discern what we need and what we need to let go of. Amen. I'm not much of a fisherman. Uh, but I know the difference between if you're out fishing with one pole, with one hook, most of the time you're going to catch what? One fish, <laughs> if you catch it, okay? But when you got a net and you throw out a net, there's the possibility that you're going to gather up a whole lot of fish. And you may not catch the one you're after. You may not catch the type you went for. But you're going to pull in this net. And then you're going to be able to decide what is needed. And what. Here, here's what I've, I, you need to hear in that. When you are in the kingdom of heaven. When you are walking from a kingdom perspective. You live full in this world. You have full experience. You have all of the freedom to walk in this world. But you allow the kingdom that you are a part of. To help you discern what you need. And what you need to let go of. Amen kingdom of heaven will do some things in our life it will produce if we will if we will cultivate if we will invest the right way there's value to this kingdom if we will if we will prioritize the right there's fulfillment in this kingdom there's a remaining quality in this kingdom there are necessary struggles in this kingdom but at the end of the day we will live full experiences on this earth and we will live full of all of the blessings. See, believers should not live limited experiences on this earth. We've got this backwards. We look at, at this idea as now that we are a Christian, we can't live a full life like the world does. We'll live a full life when we get to heaven, but that's not true. When you are living as a believer in Christ, the kingdom within and the world around, you will live a full experience. You will just be able to recognize by the spirit and power of God the things to let go of and the things that you need. The things that will nourish and the things that will harm you. And, and you will be able to properly walk in this world living in the fullness of God because of the kingdom that is within you. Amen. The kingdom within. If somehow 
we can take the words of Christ and we can understand he's telling us what he's placed in us when we follow him. And then we can allow that to begin to come through us. We can make a difference in the world around us. See, when we made Christianity all about a bunch of don'ts and can'ts and won'ts, we diminished the power of the kingdom. Paul would, Paul would disagree with that. Paul would say, all things are lawful for me, but not all things are expedient. Because Paul understood the kingdom that was within him, and he understood the kingdom he was a part of. And he understood he could live. He said, I've learned how to, how to live full when I'm full and when I'm empty. I've learned how to be satisfied when I have a lot and when I have nothing. Because he understood the kingdom well enough to know that if I will live in the kingdom of Christ, then I can live a full experience. And it's not about the don'ts and the won'ts and the can'ts. It's about the fact that this kingdom within, the Spirit of God, the presence of God, is going to help me discern as I walk what is going to benefit and what is going to hurt. And therefore, I can choose to walk with God and I can walk in joy and peace and fullness because I'm a part of the kingdom of God. Amen. As believers, you and I, we should be the most joyous people in this world. And we shouldn't be downcast and sad because we don't go do some things that the world does in foolishness. Rather, we should say, thank you, Lord, for the fullness of experience I have as I'm in the world, but not of it. Amen. Stand your feet with me in house. Go read Matthew 13. Just go read the parables and hear what the Lord would say to you about the kingdom. And apply His power and presence in your life. And live full and allow his word and his presence and his power to give you the discernment. If we need anything today, we need a discernment in the church again, in believers. That we would live in the truth, we would see the truth.